Do you feel deep down within you have a story to tell, but there's something stopping you? Perhaps it's shyness, perhaps it's lack of clarity, or maybe just lack of motivation. In today's episode, episode two of the Quietly Successful podcast, I'm really excited to interview my very own writing coach, Jane Turner. I'm Joel Annesley, life coach, author and speaker, former shy person, now proud introvert. It's my mission to help other introverts break up with shyness, stepping up to become a leader and achieve quiet success. Welcome to the Quietly Successful Podcast. It's here where I share with you inspiring stories from leaders and change makers who are quietly sharing their gifts with the world. Well, hello, it's Joel Annesley here, and I am incredibly excited to welcome the very first guest on this podcast, Quietly Successful. And this special guest is Jane Turner, my wonderful writing coach who's been with me the entire journey from that moment that I made a decision that I was going to tell my story. And... It, w- it was a journey that took some time, but has certainly been worth it. And, and in many cases, I would not be here today where I am recording this interview if Jane was not on the journey with me. So it's it's been absolutely fantastic. And I'm really excited to welcome Jane here today to talk about her journey, because in many ways, her, her experience of you know, firstly identifying as a shy person and an introvert, going through to, I won't spoil, I won't spoil your story, but to to the success you found today in really embracing and stepping up and becoming a leader in the field of helping others, you know, find the message within and express it as a book. So, I'm so excited to welcome you here today, Jane. Well, thank you, Joel, and I feel honoured to be your first guest. Yeah. As I was incredibly honoured to be somebody who worked with you and literally watched you break up with shyness. That has been an incredible journey. It has been quite a journey, yeah, yeah. So I really, I think it'd be really good to, to, um, to help everyone listening who's tuned in today to, to learn a little bit more about mm, you. So let's start sure. with let's start with the shy Jane mm, mm. way back. Yeah, well look way, 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 way back when. Mm. Um, I was born the youngest of five children and uh, we were quite spread out in terms of ages so my Mm. oldest sister is 16 years older than me so she's always been quite a daunting figure and still is now for that matter but I just seem to have come into the world as a quiet Mm. and dare I say pathetically shy child it was painful to me when visitors would come over to the house because I would panic about I would prefer to go and hide, Mm. but if I would be dragged out to, oh, the worst thing of all was to play something on the piano because I was a clunky, you know, young pianist and the only child apparently with any um, skill, and I say in inverted commas, um, with musicianship. Well, oh, my God, when I was dragged out 
and had to either play something or just even be in the presence of people I didn't know, Mm. I could barely breathe. Mm. And to varying, you know, of course, one develops skills about how to appear less um, frightened. Mm. However, I can honestly say that as a person who worked for the public service for their whole working life up to the age of 52... I had a security blanket that I clinged onto with every little ounce of power in those fingers of mine Mm. because I could stay within. I was so comfortable knowing what I had to do and I was so good at what I did that I could duck and weave anything that had to do potentially with talking at a staff meeting Mm. or representing the organisation, uh, you know, in, in, in a context that I wouldn't be comfortable with. Mm. God help me if I had to go to networking events oh. and have to try and think about what would I say mm. to somebody I don't know. Mm. And that feeling of silence, that nanosecond of silence that you feel obliged to feel because you were so incredibly uncomfortable about it. That's an incredible point. That that fear of silence inherently, as a society, we fear silence, don't, don't we? we? Like don't if we, we notice it, we're like, oh. I, I remember a moment from my childhood where everyone was silent, and I just I, I always go back and think. I obviously wasn't saying the right thing, mm. you know, and then I was trying to think what could I say to cover this silence because it was just so awkward, right? So that, that's what the shy yeah. person, of course, you yeah. didn't know me during any of no, those. No, no, never. We're talking a very long time mm. where mm. I essentially lived in fear mm. and looking back on it now, I, I can remember the feeling But logically, it makes no sense Mm. knowing what I know now. Mm. And in fact, I had to find my quiet confidence because circumstances took over. I was essentially pushed out of the plane. I was pushed out of that comfort zone of knowing, having a routine, knowing who I was going to have to be interacting with, knowing the politics, knowing everything in advance. I was made redundant Mm. at the age of 52. In a sense, I was pushed out of the plane. But what happened then, Joel, was I find I've got a bloomin' parachute. Mm. And this is part of your message is that we have the quiet confidence. It's just that we need circumstances or we need something to just agitate us enough where we're prepared to make a leap of faith. Mm. and see what happens. So I've got a question around that. Let's just rewind and go back just before before the whole redundancy thing happened. You had you had the security of your work and 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 your safe life, mm. I, I suppose mm. you could call, That's it. A good way to call it. Was was there anything deep seated within you that kind of knew that there was more to Jane Turner than than what currently was being expressed well interestingly i had a a, a call to action i I talk a lot now about the Mm. hero's journey that i won't go into in any depth here but what that is about if anybody wants to look this up joseph campbell's wonderful book hero of a thousand 
basis. basis yeah. Although if you don't want to have a really big, chunky, challenging read, you can go onto YouTube mm. and the first thing you'll find on YouTube is a fun, fun little um, four-minute TED-Ed video that will explain it. But for me to answer your question, Joel, I will say that I had a bit of um, agitation Boredom is what mm-hmm. I would call it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the call to action was to go and get some coach training. Okay. So I guess without knowing that I knew this, that was to me taking me into an environment where I could no longer ignore the fact that there was more to me yes. than the FBI. Yes. Okay. And it was yes. a frightening prospect to face, mm. though, Joel. That started off a journey of really the onion skins being peeled off Mm. and I was half the time I would come out of coaching uh, sessions that I was going to because of course as coaches we need to actually get rid of as many of our triggers as we possibly can so of course the first thing I did when I finished my training was sign up with a coach Mm. and I would come out of those sessions thinking well who is this woman I'm thinking, where is this material coming from? And it is literally like the onion skin's being peeled back. But once you get to what you essentially are, and that is, in our cases, Joel, we are quietly confident. Mm, Exactly. You know, I can clearly identify with everything Mm. you wrote about in your book Mm. because it is that that matter of just having to peel the, the onion skin's back really divest, divest, no, divest ourselves mm. of all of those stories mm. that we've played out long, long, long beyond where they are of any use to us and just to be stopping that internal chatter about you're not good enough, you're mm. not one of those mm. people, mm. you're not one of those people who can be successful like that because you're too shy, mm. you're too quiet, you're not confident enough this is really interesting so essentially you you started the coaching journey before the redundancy well before Mm. so it's almost as if something something had to happen Mm. right Mm. it's like it maybe it was an unconscious thing but something happened that's that, right. That yeah. um, it took me into a safe place mm. to be exploring these mm. painful issues yeah. that were really at the base of why I needed to be able to identify as shy. Mm. That's why I needed to feel like I didn't have to expose too much of myself. Mm because there was this material underneath that I needed to resolve, that I needed to work with. And, you know, why we came into each other's orbit, Mm. Joel, was that uh, I, I, through the journey of writing my first book, which I started well before I actually needed it, because I got really fired up with coaching. I just Mm. thought, wow, if I'm transformed, transcending things in this way, then I want to be able to help other people to do that. Once you know it, you can't ignore it. Exactly. You You cannot look back. And uh, I had an example of a coach who'd done really, really well because she was an author. Mm. And I thought to myself, you know, because, of course, writing can be quite a safe space to explore a lot of material as well. Sure is. So I thought to myself, well, I'm just going to start writing a book so Mm. that when I'm ready 
to launch out into the world and to play a bigger game. I'll be able to launch out off the back of a book. Mm. So I started writing the book, which ultimately did get launched into the world, but it was only after I got pushed out of the aeroplane, found the parachute. So that book called Thrive in Midlife was a, a, a hero's journey mm. in, in the writing. And it was the vehicle that, for whatever reason, the universe gave me that vehicle. And it gave you the very same oh, kind of vehicle, Joel, wasn't it? So. Where we yeah. got to just be writing a different story for ourselves. Mm. And I love Brene Brown's quote that, um, you know, if you own your story, then you get to write your own ending. That's right. If you don't own it, then it owns you. Mm. And we've mm. both written our own endings, haven't mm. we? And my ending, through going through the whole hero's journey and launching the book, but, of course, I had to be made redundant before I was prepared to get that uncomfortable, yes. that uncomfortable yes. as standing on a stage and launching a book. But once you do, once you transcend the small version of yourself, the bigger version just can't be shoved back into the box that you mm. used to fit in. Mm. So the door opened, and it, it's open for both of us off the back of published author status. But in mm. my case, I was then talking about things that I would never have wanted to identify as part of who I was. Mm. I'm talking about them on national television. I'm talking about them at a conference attended by over 2,000 women. You know, I was all of a sudden catapulted into um, international speaker status by, by the fact that I had started owning my truth and recognising my quiet confidence. And that that is incredible, isn't it? Because you've gone from a person who didn't like to speak up in meetings to speaking to people of... How, how, how big was this conference? Well, 2,000 women 2000. from all over the world. So no longer did I have to already know in my head what I would say mm. and be fearful about what if that person then doesn't answer that question and there's that pregnant pause that uncomfortable none of that I'm up there I'm you know just talking away from the heart and not even realizing not even remembering that that would have been impossible for me two years prior to that mm. prior to being pushed out I keep saying pushed out of the plane finding the parachute and that's just one of those parachutes you can repack it and have it ready for next time you're going up and you just go even higher next time I absolutely love that. And that, that awareness that you basically, you know, you've reflected back a few years and you've realised how much you've changed. Mm. But I can see that in you as well, mm. Joel, mm. because, of course, I met you when the book that you were writing was a different book. It was completely different. It wasn't this book. And I think what, what amazed me is that our, our stories are quite similar in that sense that we knew we had a story to tell, but we hadn't quite crafted it yet. We had the initial um, thoughts and ideas. What got me is how much clarity you get when you go through the process. Totally, yeah. wasn't it? And it was wonderful. It was, again, such a blessing for me to witness you. Yeah. On the particular day that we were at the, the writing weekend... And you said, oh, I've just come up with this idea, quiet confidence. And we pond. I just thought about it for a minute. And then you said, it feels like I've 
been breaking up with shyness. Mm, mm. And I think I might have said, well, doesn't that sound like a great title for a book? <laughs> Quiet Confidence, Breaking Up With Shyness. Mm. And therein you finish the book, you launch the book, you've started a meet-up group, you have stepped into a leadership role, you're bringing a community together, you're now running a podcast I'm just, I just, it's all playing out, Joel, isn't it? This is, this is that everybody listening to this podcast now who might be thinking that's okay for them, but I don't think it would work for me. Well, I'm going to call BS on that. <laughs> it is not it. true. Yeah. It is, that is old programming and you're entitled to, to be playing that out. I don't, I don't tell you that you're wrong you are not wrong but you're also not wrong to be listening to us Mm. and you are not wrong if there's a little tiny voice in your head that's just trying to just trying to out talk the louder voice that's been telling you it's not for you you're not one of those people I think your little voice as long as you keep following this podcast I think that little voice is going to get louder and louder and louder to the extent that you're going to go, yeah, why not me? Exactly, exactly. It's it's like chipping away at the mm-hmm. layers of the onion, yes. isn't it? Yeah, yes, yeah. Indeed. Gradually just peeling back, and so I I just I love it because you've you've taken us through the journey of you know starting off where you were completely a shy person. And we've gone to where you are now, mm. where, you know, you're comfortable to get up on stage. If you could try and identify, what were the key things do you think that have changed for you? It's realising mm. that I had something important. It was, it was really classically a, a calling, a if calling. you like. And yep. it was realising that I have something important yes. to offer. Mm. And it almost... It almost came full circle on me where it was, well, how, do, how, how can I justify, how do I have the right not to mm. step up mm. and help people mm. in the way that I do now? Who's actually stopping me? Who's stopping me and mm. how could I possibly make it right that I would now just go back into my quiet life Mm. and not make this available to everybody Mm. and I tell you what has also changed Joel Mm. is that I don't have to think about things like work-life balance anymore Mm. because I only have life there aren't these kind of boundaries for me anymore I Mm. guess I used to work in a whole lot of different boxes Mm. And even the idea of a box is a safe place, isn't it, in a way? But now here, um, sure enough, I'll have boundaries Mm. about my energy because I guess this is something we should talk about in terms of introversion Mm. because there is still that matter of how do we replenish our energy and I guess that is the one fundamental way that we are different to extroverts because, for example... I ran a uh, one of my meetup events on Tuesday night last mm. week. It was a, a howling success. 
all of the people in the room were high-fiving each other because they were wise enough to come mm. after a day of work and not scuttle off home because they were too tired or whatever. And it was all fabulous. I had the best time. I was buzzing. I did not answer the phone the next day. I gave awesome. myself a day to recharge because for me that's what's in required. I do go very quiet mm. when I've expended a lot of energy, such as running an event, because mm. people like us, we take responsibility for the experience of the people who come to our events. But I have now a really, you asked what's changed for me. Mm. I've got a really clear sense of what my needs are, but I don't overstate them either. Mm. I don't let them limit me. I just work with them so that I can still be who I am. We don't want to become someone else. And the world doesn't want us to become someone else either. And um, that's, just, that's just an important point, I think, to make to anybody who's listening and thinking, well, I don't even go to networking events or to meet-up events because I don't have the energy. Well, it may well be that your energy is chewed up by all of the machinations going on in your mind about what would I say and how could I walk into the room by myself and all of those things. We know these feelings, guys. It's the overthinking We've mind, isn't there. it? Yeah, mm. yeah. That, that can be challenging, but um, I, know, I know what helps me. Uh, what, what helps you when, when you have those overthinking well, the thoughts that just go out of control. Well, it's hopefully you can get a nanosecond between mm. the thought mm. and then the behaviour or even that, that degree before the behaviour. It's the thought where it really hooks in and spirals and keeps going round and round and round. That's it, right. it, it sort of gains a momentum. Yeah. If you can just put a nanosecond in there of, you know, just even a breath that gives you that space to go, oh, look at that. You know, have, be curious, be, you know, own it. Just mm. think, look at that. That was, that was, used to own me. Breath and that observation. Yeah. Breath, observation. Yeah. Have a little dialogue with yourself. Mm. That used to own me and sometimes it still does. Mm. But mm. really congratulate yourself if that word sometimes is true because if it always used to own you and if you've put the nanosecond in there where you can just observe it, and notice that that's what used to stymie you all the time, then you've taken a big step, mm. a really big step. But, you know, be patient mm. also, I would say, and get some support. If your support is in, the, in the, the way of listening to this podcast all the time, then that's really great. Exactly. That's really great. Yeah. And, you know, if you were to, I don't know, this is, of course, really only Sydney people, but if anyone was to think... Maybe I risk it. Maybe I go to one of those meet-up events. <laughs> what you do is you let Joel know in advance and you say, okay, this is my hero's journey. Yeah. This is a big deal. Will you meet me at the door? Exactly. Rest and, assured you'd be met. And, and I think this is, this is the, uh, the thing that we often don't realise other people go through exactly the same thing. Like exactly. I always used to have that, that thought that I was the only one feeling uncomfortable in the room. Mm. Isn't that the truth? Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. But, but it's, so, it's so true that um, this idea of 
we all like the challenge of actually getting to an event is often mm. the biggest hurdle of actually putting yourself into that new environment. Yeah, having and, enough belief. Yes, that yeah. you can do it. That's right. But even if you need to make yourself a commitment to one time just go to the door, mm. Mm. even if it means you walk away and you go home, that's been a big deal already. Exactly. And then maybe it's the next time that you word Joel up about the fact that you'll be coming. And last time you came, you only came to the door. This time you want to come through the door. And exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. I assure you yeah. that you 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 might feel uncomfortable. In fact, you probably will. But if you can just sit in that discomfort, and this has been one of the biggest oh. learnings for me, and really it was the gift of the universe of making me redundant that got me to really see, because that was incredibly uncomfortable on mm. so many levels. But as coaches, Joel, we'll say to people, if you can sit in the discomfort, mm -hmm. you'll realise that that's actually a lot less energy draining than running away from it. Exactly. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah, mm. yeah. This, we've covered so much ground already. Mm. This is this is great stuff, Jane, and I really appreciate you sharing your story and and to really look at. I think where I'd like to go now is, um, yeah, what what does life look like now, and mm. what's next? Yeah. yeah. Well, look, life looks like. As I say, I've got yeah. no work life balance. Yeah. I'm doing what I feel like I was put on this earth to do. Amazing. I feel very proud of the fact that I'm an example to my daughter mm. other than the example I would have been, mm. <laughs> if you know what I mean, mm. is that um, she's got all sorts of ideas about what she can do with her life and she needs them mm. because we no longer live in a world where you have a job for life, where you're likely to even be in the public service for that mm. amount of time. Yeah. And um, so that's what my life looks like. My life looks like whenever I want to go uh, somewhere overseas, mm. I can usually organise um, events to speak at and, for example, the Women's Economic Forum has their huge event, uh, event uh, where the 2,000 women come to in Cairo in March next year. And oh, so I'm incredible. thinking to myself, gee, maybe a trip to Cairo would be yeah. pretty great. Yeah. And what's more, I can make it tax deductible because <laughs> this is what I do for a living. But to me, it's just my life looks like yeah. the sense of deep, deep satisfaction that I get whenever I see one of my authors have a moment like you had when you said quietly confident I feel like I'm breaking up with shyness mm. that if I never sold another one of my books again <laughs> would make it so worth it but yeah. with all of the authors that I work with I know that their hero's journey is to step into their power, mm. to own their story and to write it into a book which they will launch and which they won't need to hide behind because by the time they've come out the other side, they are totally clear about what they are put on this earth to do. So for me, that's what my life looks like, Joel. Yeah. It's a heck of a lot of fun. Sometimes it's hard work. There is nothing quite so hero's journey-ish 
as running a business. Mm. And I just mm. said to somebody the other day, of all the personal development retreats and courses I've ever done, none of them are a patch on running a business. Yeah. So you yeah. get to see any limiting beliefs that might be lurking in there, they're going to come up. Come to the surface. They will come to the surface mm. and it's just now I'm, I'm prepared to stare them down. Mm. I won't say that life is easy, that I don't have any challenges. That's not how it is. But I'm up for the challenges because I know what, what's lying at the other end. Mm. And that thing of just knowing and understanding that if I need to just be quiet and go away and recharge and to actually schedule that into my life, then that's okay too. Definitely. You're, you're um, valuing your your own self. Mm. You're saying, I need this time for me. I'm, I'm acknowledging my, my natural um, inclination to, to need that quiet time. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, I'm really grateful to you for putting the words quiet confidence together in the way that you have because I often will refer to myself in that way mm-hmm. uh, by way of excusing myself from long meetings and yeah, things like that. Yeah. You know, not, not, not that I really come out and say it in that kind of context, but I, I, perhaps I'm explaining it to myself. It's okay for you to actually say that you feel like the time is right to leave because there is no more value in you being there because right. you start to devalue your own nature mm. by just sitting there just mm. because you don't want to be the one you don't That's want to right. be the first one to leave That's right. or you don't want to draw attention to yourself mm. that was all the old paradigm yeah. that I used to live in yeah. so I got freedom yeah. it's a degree of freedom that yeah. we allow ourselves now so, Jane, I think you just defined what quiet success is. Mm, okay, I'll learn that. I absolutely love that, and I really appreciate you sharing your journey with us today. And, and I really want to encourage people to really, you know, think about what life could be like if you went on your own journey, and what could quiet success mean to you? So something to ponder. But thank you so much, Jane, for your time. Um, and before we wrap it up, is there any... Maybe we should talk a little bit more about the program that you offer or oh, if, well, they, if they want to find out more if, about what you do. I would yeah. love to. If anybody's out there thinking, oh, I, I want to write a book like that then. Mm. I want to transform myself through yeah. a book. Or I want to help the people just like I was mm, and, mm. and whatever it is in terms of um, services that you might be able to offer to people who would read a book by you, well, then I'm somebody who can help you with writing the book. What I do now, Joel, compared to back in the day when we started working together, I helped you with writing your book. Well, now I've got a program that is about writing the book I also have my own publishing company called the Power Writers Publishing Group, so we can publish your book. I help with promoting the book as well, and that includes not only just getting free publicity, but also speaking opportunities. In, in the case of women, it's on the stage at the Women's Economic Forum, 
and in the case of women and men, it's at the State Library or at the Women's Economic Forum. And then last but not least, I also help my authors to turn their material that they've put into the book into either online courses or coaching programs or possibly um, speaking opportunities, the content for blog posts, any number of ways that we can um, repurpose that content so that you're doing the work once and using it over and over and over again. Mm. So I would love it that if any um, of your quietly confident audience would like some help in any of those regards, then they can just hook up with me at www.writewithjane.com and we'll have a good old conversation about how I'll be so, so proud that you've stepped beyond listening to the podcast. But mm. by the same token, Joel, of course, they'll know how to contact you if their journey is a different one, that's a different right. way of finding their quiet confidence. That's right, that's right. Wonderful, Jane. So, look, I just wanted to thank you again. And to anyone who um, wants, it feels like you've got a story to tell and you feel that going on this journey is going to help you get clarity and confidence, I, I'm the first one to, to say Jane's course is absolutely incredible. And, and, you know, as I said at the beginning, I would not be here today um, looking at the success that I've had so far. And I feel like it's only just oh, started. it's only just started, Joel. And every day I just wake up and I pinch myself mm-hmm. going, you know, what's next? Because you just all these little surprises on the journey. It's, yeah, it just every day is exciting. Challenging at times, but definitely exciting. So um, if you feel like that, you know, you want to go on a similar journey, I highly recommend that you um, contact Jane and, and have a chat. Hey, I just want to thank you for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoyed the discussion. Here's to your quiet success. Thanks for listening to the Quietly Successful Podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe, share with your friends, and follow along at quietlysuccessful.com. 